Hey everybody, this episode of Talkin' Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Game Fighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. This episode is powered by Poddex. What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop, the podcast of all things pop culture. Back from an excursion from a week ago, I am your host, The Franchise. Of course, joining me is my co-host, Biko. Hello. Yeah, guys, um, sorry there was no new episode last week uh, at the time of this recording. Yeah, I was gone for pretty much a whole week, basically like Tuesday to Tuesday. Um, I was actually down south of the border. So, all to our listeners, yes, I was in Mexico. Um, pretty much, um, our first cousin was getting married, and, of course, Biko had to work. Yeah, and so, I didn't have an excursion. So, I had, to, I had to follow, and plus, I had very little vacation time from my job left. I had, like, enough for a week. So, I pretty much accompanied our mom down there because our first cousin was getting married. And, of course, she was supposed to get married last year, but, of course, with the whole pandemic, they had to push the wedding pretty much back to this year so a year after yeah a year after so yeah um flying i tell you right now like traveling during this time was freaking crazy i mean u.s was okay um yeah as long as you're in the airport you had to have your mask they always suggest the people that were traveling to be in the airport so yeah so if you're not traveling they suggest not to be at the airport just drop you know your loved ones off if they're traveling so, yeah, the airport wasn't this full. Everyone was wearing masks, so everyone was, you know, they had to wear masks pretty much the whole time. Like, same thing. I think the only time you got to pull your mask down is when you go into, like, security check and pull your mask down. Then you can have it up before you go to, like, the body scanners and shit. So, oh, yeah. Um, flying, of course, um, it was like a three hour and 30 minute flight. And, of course, on the plane, you had to have your mask on times. But uh, they were curious, like, if you had, like, food or. Your snack is something, yeah, you can have your mask down, but they kind of remind you you got to have your mask up at all times when you're not eating or drinking. And if you need to use the restroom, please wait till somebody's not using the rest of the lavatories. But they usually came around and um, they'll give you like hand sanitizer and stuff, so they kept checking how you were doing stuff. Of course, a Fortune Airline that we flew on, um, they weren't serving food because of COVID. Um, they always had like snack foods, but you had to buy them. But lucky for me, and uh, how much was it for like the food and stuff? I don't know because, like I said, they were even taking in dollars or Mexican pesos, so it was like. Oh yeah, that's where they do that. But they had like you know you had drinks and they'll, they'll had chips. Basically, that's all they had. They only had like snack foods, but like I said, they couldn't do like prepared foods due to COVID because Mexican government at that time because it's a Mexican airline um, that we we went on because it's cheaper and it goes direct. Um, but you know, me and my mom decided, you know what, we decided just to get like ate something at the airport and then, you know, then the plane we just. Well, like, we stopped at the, one of the stores there. Got, like, a, something to drink and some snacks in case we got hungry later on. But we ate, like, at the airport because we had a good amount of time. Because, of course, we go to international flights. you got to be, like, three hours, you know. It's better to be three hours. Luckily, we checked in ahead of time. The only thing we had to do was, like, check ourselves, check our bags, and pretty much go there. Um, and, yeah. So, we, we, we ate some burgers from this cool called the Billy Goat Tavern in Midway. Really good, guys. Recommended cheeseburger. Uh, the Curse Breaker. Cup spot? Huh? It's the Cup Spot. Midway. It's in the Wrigleyville, but they have a... But, I mean, they have different food options. They have, like, wood grain there. They have, like, sushi. Like, they've been doing renovations. But I think because of the way with COVID now, not many of the restaurants were open around no. that time. So they only had a limited amount of amenities open. They had mostly all, like, the places that sell, like, magazines or snack foods. Those stores open, but like restaurants and sites, there wasn't much of a selection. But so was the Billy Goat the only place open? Billy Goat it was work grain, but the life of work grain was freaking long. And the sushi mm-hmm. place too. So my mom wanted a burger, so we we'll get a burger. 
what you got to pull the sausage. I ended up going with the curse breaker. It was really cool. It was a double cheeseburger with like freaking jalapenos, man. It was really good. So, anywho, yeah, three hour, 35 minute flight. You know, when you go to Mexico, it's like, you know, everyone's wearing masks, but through really, we're pushing the line along. We got there almost like eight o'clock at night. And we had, a, they were like giving us papers. We had to fill out this questionnaire, like this COVID questionnaire saying, are how many days you going to be here? Have you made contact with anybody that had COVID-19? Had COVID Have you had to suffer any symptoms? Um, have you ever visited any other countries prior to your visit? It was like a three-questionnaire, but it kept rushing us. So it was like, how we had time to fill it out? You had to stop and fill it out, then go Did to- you have to do it by customs? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking annoying. Because yeah. they always rush you anyways. They rush, yeah. So basically, I'm like, they just get a paper and they expect us to stop and do it, but they kept making the line, kept moving. I'm just like, say no to everything. So we pretty much had to, we only had to fill one per family. So it was like every person is one per family. We just had to put our names, both my name and our mom's name, and pretty much, you know. And, you know, we fill it out, answer no. Went to the, like, you know, customs. They pretty much, you know, told them over here. We were here for eight days. Gave our passports. We had our mask on the whole time. Um, I think the only time they said just to look at our face real quick. They just pulled down our mask a little bit just to, look, to make sure we matched the picture. Mm-hmm. Put it back up. So they, they had, like, signs posted everywhere. Keep social distancing. They had, like, stickers on the ground. Everyone was wearing masks. So they were really, like, they had hand sanitizer available everywhere. So that was kind of cool. They had it convenient. Um... It was just the staffing-wise, it was so long because it was almost waiting for a luggage because I had one dude throwing the luggage onto the conveyor belt and then he had to go make another trip to get rid of luggage to come back. It was like almost like 20, 25 minutes, almost an hour. They had one guy doing everything? Yeah, they had one guy. That was how short, I don't know what was her staff. They only had that much staff in there. Well, Believe me, this was like a full flight. So it was a full flight. And... We were tired. We left like at four in the afternoon. We got there almost eight o'clock. So it's like, like I said, we were tired as hell, you know. But you know, okay, we finally get our bags, and then you go to the next one where, which is the declaration, where you go through the whole thing. Do they ask, do you have the following items? Are you carrying merchandise? Are you having any plants or anything like that? You know, any those things. We gotta say no, and then that's when you do the thing where you have to press the button. If you get green. All you have to do is put your luggage into the x-ray, and you're good to go. You if you had it. red, then they have to go, you go to secondary, and they have to actually open your bag and run through your things. Luckily, you had a green, but they only had one person operating that thing, that station, <laughs> and the x-ray machine. So we had to wait until she, after pushing the button green, walk over to the x-ray machine, then push the button. I'm like, are you serious? It was like an hour in customs, dude. It That's was like stupid. an hour. So finally, we got picked up. My uncle was like... Wait. So they had to wait for a long time, though. Anyway, almost an hour, yeah. We didn't get to my uncle's basically until 9. Oh. Almost around 9. Well, we were hungry, so my yeah, main places were closed. But, of course, I'll go told us it's Tuesday. Not many places are closed. I open on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Luckily, there was a taqueria that was nearby that was open late. Always. Sir, but, like, a lot of businesses were closed at certain times. Like, he said Tuesday they closed at a certain time. Yeah, like, after 9, a lot yeah, closed. It was, like, luckily, like I said, that was only the spot. So, luckily, we were eating tacos, like, pretty much... That first day, and of course, you know, we only had one day to rest because then Thursday we had to travel six hour and a half hour drive <laughs> to our, you know, our cousin was getting married. So that was like a six hour and a half hour drive. To get to the hotel. But what's kind of cool, yeah, to get to the hotel. But what, like I said, what's cool, like the highways and stuff, they had signs posted, you know, you know, make sure you wear your masks, social distancing, please follow social distancing, like each thing. Um, even, I think the day before we traveled, we went to stop at the shopping mall, and they had, like, you know, they had like um, they even had security doing temperature screenings, in your entrance. Wow! They're checking your temperature and then give me hand sanitizer. Make sure you wear your mask. Make sure you're social distancing. Every store, which I did like, that every store you went to, they had hand sanitizer available. What it is is they had mats with like water, so that way they can clean your, your shoes. Will get clean when you walk before you walk into the store, and they do temperature checks to make sure screenings, and then they give you hand sanitizer available. And they have, you know, everything set up for social distancing. Everyone was wearing masks. It was like nobody, like, I did not see anybody without a mask, dude. It's like they followed everything in order down there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it was eight days there. Wedding was fine. You know, it was it was a blast. You know, really good food in Mexico. You know, like I said, just traveling-wise, like, the way back was, that gave us, like, way over there was not bad. You know, we filled out a questionnaire. They didn't even ask for our vaccine cards and anything. It's only no? wearing a mask. No. Which is weird. Um, but the way back, 
I don't know if U.S. was asking for it, but on the way back, the day before we had to fly back, we had to go get do a COVID nineteen test. And the pl- if you went to the clinics, they'll charge you more. So we had to go to where they actually had a station set up by the at their airport parking lot. They had a tent set up and everything where you could pay. I think for international passengers, you pay about. 450 pesos. So you talk about 900 pesos, dude. Just for a rapid test. So you get the results like in 20 minutes. So we had to do that. It's almost like 60 bucks. Like 60 bucks almost. Yeah. They charge. But like you know, as I said, they got to make a penny. to say no. But the funny thing is, I'll I'll get to the part right now. I'll get to the part when we get to the next part. So basically, yeah. So we had to do there. We went there like around 11 or 12. Um, We had to fill everything out online. Fucking internet sucks. Because they had solar panels on the station, so we had to walk to the nearest, like, at least they had a bus station right there where you could get the free Wi-Fi just to sign in. So we had to pre-register ahead of time, answer a few questions, and then when we get to the thing, you know, pull up our information. We have the QR code to pull up our information. So we had to show our passports, and then um, what our flight is. We had to give our flight information for tomorrow, so it's good to go the day before. And there were people there that had to go in the afternoon, or flights were in the afternoon, but they had to get the COVID test so they could... You gotta get a COVID test just to get into the... Just to basically... Go into the airport. Basically, get a COVID test just before you go wait your line for your flight. You get COVID tested. Um, so, yeah. We did that. We had to wait 20 minutes, almost an hour for our results. Because we got the rapid test. Both came out negative. Hey, but we gave 900 pencils. So, yeah. We did that. Just do it a day ahead of time. The next day... We get there... We, they gave us the paperwork to show that we did it. Well, the email has the results, too. Because it's like, oh, the U.S. is going to ask for it. No, they, they, they're going to ask for it at customs in the U.S. I don't think we only had to show it once in the airport, in the Mexican airport. We had to show it once before we lined up to check our bags. Uh, we always show it once. And then, okay, we check our bags, no problem. We had Then the airline itself, we had to go to the website of the airline to confirm that we did a negative COVID test so we get the chewing check mark so we could show it at the gate so the, car- the airliner is aware that we went negative. Then, before we can line up to go to the security, you know, to go to the security checkpoint, the government supposedly said we had to go online and fill another questionnaire. Oh my fucking oh my God. God. To say how many days, where we were at, where we're staying at, how many days are there? Any other country visit besides if we had a negative COVID test? We had to fill out for both of us. And I had to do the liberty of doing it for both of us. And show the security our QR codes. That was it. It was by the Mexican government. Okay. Like I said, they wanted, you know... I heard Japan's really, you know, really, really strict when it comes to, like, COVID stuff, too. Um, but, yeah, they wanted to, you know, cover their bases to make sure. You know, they wanted to cover their bases. But, like I said, we got through security, no problem. Um, they don't have the body scanners like we do. They have the metal mega detectors. We don't have to take our shoes off, but they do have the bins. We have to take everything off and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, so when we got to the airline. We had to show. We didn't have to show a COVID paper anymore. We didn't have to show the QR code. All I had to shoot as a green check mark besides a boarding pass. So they were approved to go back on to go on to the flight. Same thing. Way back, you know, we bought food before we went onto the plane and. Um, just have a snack on. Get back to Chicago. We had the papers for the COVID papers to show that our negative test. Got to U.S. Customs. They even asked for it. What? The only thing they asked was for your passports and the declaration paper. That was the only thing. They didn't care if we got we, we did COVID tests or not. So I think they did, Mexico did it just to cover their bases. I think the airlines did it to cover their bases. They did it to make money. Yeah, that's what my mom was saying. Like, it was basically not way to make money. I don't think, it, I don't think it's to cover the basis. Because if they did, they would have done that with their passengers, or with their staff. If they're already wearing the mask and shit, why would you... I'm not saying you should at least go with the mask, but why would they have to prove it if they're already protected? It's like, we have our vaccine cards. I mean, I, I was surprised they never even asked us for it. Because they don't... It's First of all, they're not issuing them, so why would they care? It's not their vaccine. So they can't do anything about that from you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's just a United States precaution that they do in the preliminary thing, right? That's our preliminary check. But over there, like, I think, yeah, that's a money thing. I mean, I guess it's convenient they have the testing site there compared to you going to a random clinic. But it's like, what the? We're just, you see, those are added costs on top of traveling now. So we're, imagine if a family isn't able to come for those t- extra tickets. No, dude, it was like families, there. man. It was like family. So it's like, people that had three or four kids. Dude. and 
And doing that, oh my god, dude, when I jammed that freaking, I'm like, saying, I feel like there's gonna no, a no thing. Because what's gonna happen if they get a yes result? They're not gonna keep them there. Yeah, apparently it says if you, it's in the paper, if you they do pass positive, now you have to contact the airline, because now they have to, now they have to talk, now you have to talk, not only to the airline, you have to talk to the embassy, because mm-hmm. you only get, you have your permit that allows how many days you're there. Yeah, so if you have to stay longer, then you have to ask for the, uh, the embassy or someone to, to extend your stay because of COVID, then the, you probably have to probably do another COVID test again. You probably, you probably can't have leave to the hospital. You probably can't leave the hospital wherever you're we're staying at. They'll probably have you stay where you're at or at the hospital you're staying at quarantine for 14 days. Then you have to get your stay extended. That's like if you work, that means you have to contact your employer and say, "Hey, I'm stuck here in this other country for like you two can be weeks." And yeah, they can't. Yeah, they have to probably have to put you, and then you have to get a COVID test. And the problem with those COVID tests, that's why we had to go the day before because they're only going to be valid until like for seventy-two hours. That's the day you had to take so, a new one. And let's face it, not a lot of people have the liberty to, or afford, can afford to fucking take more time off of work, whether it's for special occasion or family emergency. On top of missing out COVID, not a lot of companies are willing to respect that, especially at this point in the game. We'll say of this pandemic. That, like, you have companies who are willing to lay off people as opposed to either pay out the days that they're away from COVID. Like, for example, um, I just learned today, the company I started working for, like, they're pretty gracious with the COVID stuff. So, like, if you have it, it's pretty, like, they're going to give you a... Take the time you need to get over it. It's a, yeah, I think that's what. Like, but my not, my employer is the same it. way that you just gotta let them know, and yeah. they'll, they'll they'll actually put you on like sick leave, and they'll cover you. And all you have to do is like you know get an art test and have. But people like not work. a lot of places have that. Like they don't have it. Yeah. Like what happens if you're working in a restaurant? Yeah, fuck that. What happens if you're working? Uh, if you're a babysitter, or if you're, I don't know, you're working straight cash, or like you don't. Not a lot of people, even if they're doing that, even if they do get benefits, but they're getting paid a shitty wage, it's like, not a lot of people can do that. If they got families to feed and stuff, mm-hmm. people will work through that. And I'm sure, like, when the pandemic, even the beginning of this, or in the last summer compared to now, a lot of people were stretched in in those points So where it's like, I can't get sick, or they were working with it, and they would just say, no, I don't have it. So it's just like, we still have tons of people... Who are going out still? Who are get, who don't have it? And I was one of them who didn't have the vaccine, and now I have the first dose at least. And now I don't feel bad about it because it's like it's not with the, the the Delta now making it like yeah. I mean, it, it was it, it's it's just the, the now, next step. Yeah. It's just because now with the CDC just announced yesterday that now that even if you're fully vaccinated, you got to wear a mask indoors now. They're doing it's, that. It's it's just. It's don't because just, now that the cases are, it's yeah. because yeah, because now the case went up in Texas, Florida, Missouri. Now with the Delta variant has crossed over to those states. And the funny thing is, now, I mean, to me, I mean, I understand in Mexico's standpoint, they were, they do have access to the vaccine because most of the relatives I have down there all got it, all we got sent, the vaccine. We sent vaccines down there too. Yeah, we sent them down there. Like I said, I do like for the fact I do applaud them because they had science posts everywhere, like everywhere everyone was wearing masks. Like it was like a normal thing down there. Like I said, I do applaud, I appreciate them. They did, they did temperature checks and freaking offers hand sanitizer, and they they check and you know they have security they'll check and make sure you have your mask and everything, make sure you're social distancing. So I mean, it, it was like that, but I, they've been hurt too by people were like went to the mall. Like some stores, were like half a store was like shut down because they're like some stores were closing or some stores were going to close soon. They're often like. Oh, this because they got affected by the pandemic too because of tourism and stuff. Yeah, and of course the places that, that me and my, our mom travel to, they're not much of a touristy destinations. But I mean, there's a lot of businesses down there that a lot of like car companies down there and a lot of like foreign businesses. You know, they have workers down there, so it's like, but I like for the fact that you know they're able like at least there's an easy thing for masks and everything. You are following social distancing. You are making masks and everything, but. It's just to me the fact that it's like, okay, I got the COVID test there. Well, at least it's good to check myself, but at least I came out negative. But it's like, still, it's like, even when we went to the wedding, it's like, we all had to wear masks in church. Like, we all, everyone wore masks. They had signs in the church, like, social distancing and everything for the wedding. So it's like, you know, that was nice and everything. And, you know, they had signs posted everywhere. So everyone wore masks, but we all respected it and everything. So, but like I said, guys, if you're going to travel, like I said, double check and see what, depending on what country you go to, see what their, what the requirements are for coming back to the U.S., but I know flying to Mexico, like, they didn't require a negative COVID test or anything. It was just the way back because they claimed the U.S. was asking for it. Maybe they were. 
I think that's just like I said, it's just for the government to keep tabs and making sure, you know, everyone all the bases are covered. But I'm glad guys I'm back, you know. Hopefully it's gonna be a while till I fly back again because believe me, dude, I haven't flown in like two years. And believe me, I was antsy on the way over there because I haven't been on a plane in two freaking years, dude. It was like Oh yeah, it's not gonna be the easiest deal. It was it, it was just probably weird and you know, hopefully this could be a while until I fly again. And talk. It's going to be a while because I have to get my vacation hours up because I used the last whatever vacation time I had. And it was great just my employer was kind enough to let me go. And So, like I said, I was able to be there for a cousin, so, you know, represent the family and stuff. So, like I said, it was a great occasion, you know. I got to see my cousins. I, I see nieces and nephews I haven't seen for two years, so. I seen a nephew, yeah, and that was cool seeing them, seeing my uncles and everything. See my cousin, he was so happy and stuff, so. Like I said, I think he was missing like 300 people short because, of course, it was like one of those like last-minute deals, too. But, yeah, it was one of those weddings where they had it at night and pretty much, well, I left my uncle. Like, we left like 12.30 in the morning. My mom got back to the hotel like at 5.30, so, yeah, so. Otherwise, guys, if you're going to travel, like I said, just double-check and make sure what the regulations are. Depending what your destination is, just be aware, you know, just be aware Make sure you have your masks. I had a bunch of masks packed. Because it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated. Every country has... Every country is going to have, like, you know, their regulations and stuff. Just do your research. I guess, this is, I guess at this point, it's like if you don't have the vaccine, like, it'd be very... It's very hard not to see it as something to where you're going to be kind of set behind if this thing gets... It's going to continue to get worse because... It's now with the continue, Delta variant now... It's going to continue to mutate from that. There's already a couple of strains they're finding, like South Africa, even parts of India. Like, it's going to continue to come and spread and mutate. So it's like, it's only a matter of time till a, a, a variant of the variant comes out. It's so with the results or like obviously the effectiveness of the vaccine continuing to show its positive, yeah. positive results and showing that people who don't have it are literally dying in hospitals so like it's hard to obviously the percentages are low in certain areas but the areas where the people are less vaccinated are the ones that are showing a lot more you know detrimental yeah and especially right now with freaking Lollapalooza happening this weekend it's like but lucky for that Hulu right now is actually gonna stream it live like Hulu if you guys have Hulu right now they are gonna stream it live regardless what plan you have they are gonna stream it for free they're actually streaming for whatever Hulu plan you have. They're going to stream it the whole four nights because I guess to help with, you know, social distancing, making it accessible for anyone that couldn't be at the event. Because I couldn't imagine it's going to be probably with Chicago. It's going to be a lot of strict, you know, having masks for everywhere, especially it's a public event. You're going to, you don't expect they're going to have masks and they have stations set up and everything. Yeah. Because now with the CD, like I said, now with the CD, CD, because I think um, with wrestling right now, they're supposed to do a, like WD supposed to do a show like in Vegas. This coming month, and the county that the where the stadium's gonna be at's gonna be the Raiders Stadium. They just made a thing where they have to have masks indoors. So, well, I mean, they are gonna do the show regardless, but it's supposed to be on a Saturday too. So it's like it's Saturday. interesting. Yeah, twenty first. But um, yeah. So like I said, guys, just take care of yourselves. And the one thing was in Mexico that was funny. I don't know if you've been in the stores, and I have to talk about this movie because. I mean, the stores I went to down there, you could not not notice. I'm sure they're selling the movie I was talking about was Space Jam: The Legacy. Many stores were selling T-shirts, like jersey style, like jerseys with Martin Martian's face on them, jackets with Bugs Bunny, jerseys with Lola Bunny on there. They're promoting that freaking film so much, and I gotta say, um, and the movie is now showing down there. So the theaters are actually open down there in Mexico too. So like a lot of the movies are showing like Black Widow showing down there. Space Jam Legacy showing down there. Um, but, guys, I have to be honest with you. If you want to check out Space Jam Legacy, by all means, it's an okay film. It was like watching a two-hour commercial for HBO Max. <laughs> Honestly, it was like... I thought the whole... Well, when you think about the original Space Jam, it was, you know, just the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan. Because that was our <laughs> icon at the time. If you, grew up a, if you were a kid that grew up in the late 80s or 90s, that was our icon. I understand for... And it was just them and the Looney Tunes. That was it. And they introduced characters like the Monsters and she was a little bunny and all that stuff. And it was just... And Bill Murray. Because, come on, Bill Murray. But it was, you know, pop culture of the 90s at that time. It was... Here, I understand they wanted to do it for a new generation. Like, LeBron James is like, this generation's Michael Jordan. Hmm. 
But of course, with LeBron, you know, being that he has a production studio in Hollywood, that's the reason why he went to the Lakers because he wants to be close to his investments. And he had a home in LA. So, and of course, he probably grew up watching Space Jam too, and wanted to do a film, wanted to show his creative juices. And that was cool. And that's all he's recording on YouTube. So I'm like, oh, is this a sequel? No, they're like, oh, it's a reboot, like for a modern version of it. Then all of a sudden, what Warner Brothers did, what they kind of flubbed up was, okay, let's not have Lucius. Let's go ahead and have everybody else under the Warner umbrella. Let's push all these IPs. You got Game of Thrones in there. They push, like, freaking DC. They push, you know, Iron Giant. They push Hanna-Barbera. It was like, Adult Swim. It was like, like I said, it was like a two-hour commercial for HBO Max. It kind of took away, like, basically the Looney Tunes... For me, the film, like, the only thing I enjoyed about it was the Looney Tunes. So, because, to be honest with you guys, LeBron can't act. I'm sorry, LeBron cannot yeah. act. His dialogue was so... I don't know who wrote the script, but I'm sorry. LeBron, um, he tried to play... Ryan Coogler, right? Is it Ryan Coogler? Coogler, Coogler? I think he produced it. He was originally supposed oh. to direct it, but I think Malcolm DeLee ended up taking over directing Reigns War. But honestly, oh. LeBron, his, his delivery for the film... Wasn't great. Like his chemistry with the other actors, I think his chemistry with the Looney Tunes were bad because most of the time he was animated, so it was mostly like voiceover work, kind of yeah. work. But when you saw him like in the live action portion, I'm sorry, he was trying to play an embellished version of himself because that's basically what it was. It was like he was playing an embellished version of himself, and the whole premise is like, you know, his kids all, uh, you know, one of his sons is into basketball, his other son is into like developing video games. But he doesn't want to do wants to follow his dad's step. So his dad, like a brown, tries to push him into it. But I don't know, man. The dialogue was so. Ugh. He just couldn't deliver that dialogue really well. I think the, the good saving grace was like Looney Tunes and um, Don Cheadle playing the villain, which was actually kind of cool. Because he played like this algorithm program called L I G, which was like a algorithm. Get it for algorithm. And basically what it is, is he's an algorithm that pretty much the Wanderverse kind of helps. He's an algorithm that determines, you know, determine what possible projects it takes. But supposedly he'll take a copy of LeBron, make a digital copy of him, mm-hmm. and put him in works. <clears throat> and try to build up based on what, you know, what's going on with the trends and stuff. Wow. So, and so what they do is, yes. he finds, he, he's a fan of LeBron. Basically the algorithm sees that LeBron's real popular at this time. Of course, you see a lot of his highlights on his shit. Um, he goes through LeBron's career, like you get in a... Bling a flash. Do you okay, get a lot of Cleveland highlights? The Cleveland highlights is always basically his whole timeline. Basically, oh, that's cool. Because it's showing when he's a kid in school. When he's just a kid. There's press press for LeBron when he's in school. Like high school games too. Like British high school game. Then he goes school. and then extends out beyond. So you see a little grimace of childhood LeBron a little bit, but then all of a sudden it goes to him trying to connect with his kids. You know, one of his sons goes into basketball. His other son, that who's the main focus. He's into more like game development. He, he develops this game, this basketball arcade game that I guess there's an E3 game developers camp is coming up. He wants to go. But of course LeBron being, oh, you, you got to focus on basketball and like pushing basketball on him. And kind of divulge his creativity, which I kind of hate it. And it's like, oh, you want to hate this guy? And then of course, Pulseology, you know, the algorithm caught wind of LeBron. He decides to send an email to LeBron's representatives and have him go to Warner Studios. So they do like a presentations where, you know, algorithm makes up pretty much a pitch of what they can do with LeBron. Mm. How they, just by copying him, his likeness and stuff, he can act out all these different films. And of course LeBron didn't like it. Says no. And then he and his son got into an argument. They all, they take the wrong floor. Goes to the algorithm, runs everything. Runs the program and takes him to this server room with like these giant servers like the Matrix and shit. Yeah. And of course ends up, you know, taking his son into the servers and... That's when Don Cheeto makes his appearance himself. Like I said, he had a phenomenal job playing the villain. That was freaking cool. I did like that. Um, and pretty much, you know, decides to challenge LeBron. Because he was pissed off LeBron didn't like his pitch. Because he created the pitch. And first, challenged LeBron to game basketball. So, pretty much, he's like, up against my team. So, he ends up quite services LeBron's son, Dom, Dominic. And he ends up sending LeBron somewhere else. He ends up getting sent to the Looney Tunes universe. And that's how we introduce the Looney Tunes. Which to me, two-hour movie, dude. Space Jam was 87 minutes. So. It's two hours? It's an hour and 55 minutes, dude. What the hell? Why? <laughs> because I was telling you. And then you get to the Looney Tunes where 
it's just bugs by himself. Like apparently, the algorithm decided to play to all each tunes. Like pretty much, he pretty much bribed every tune to leave. And bugs trying to be, he's the anchor, trying to keep everyone together. But everyone decided to leave the tune world, go over else. Because he, when O'Brien's in the servers, you go through the different planets. Each planet represented by the property passes by Game of Thrones, passes like DC, the Matrix, and everything. And then pretty much, when he gets to Tomb World, it's just Bugs by himself. And what's I did like, it was, they went back to the 2D animation. LeBron was animated. It was kind of funny. And then, you know, Bugs trying to keep the humor and stuff. They had Jeff Berman being the voice of Bugs Bunny. But people don't realize Jeff Berman was the person who took over from Mel Blank when he passed away in 1990. And of course, you know, Billy West is the voice of Bugs in Space Jam. But they brought Jeff Berman back to do Bugs Bunny. Except right now they have somebody. I think they're doing Eric Baza's doing the voice of Bugs right now for the new Looney Tunes on uh, HBO Max. <laughs> but they keep Jeff Burbank's like the standard one mm. for the standard projects. Um, so they got him it's really great because he, he kept that Mel Blank type voice. Um, of course, he finds out Bugs like LeBron tells him what's going on. He has to save his son. Bugs wants to help him out, and Bugs finally tells LeBron like, you know, we're all the Looney Tunes. Why you're by yourself? He tells him that the, the algorithm, you know, play with their each the his friends' heads. Saying they could be more what they do, they kind of have to be tied down, so they end up going off there on their own. So LeBron gets the whole idea of um, let's build a super team of all these properties. So he had a list of yeah, Superman, Batman, had Gandalf, or something, looking at Lord of the Rings and shit. And you know, Bugs had his other agenda was find a way to get his buddies back. Mm. And of course, LeBron wanted you know best players. You know how LeBron is; he's picky. Yeah. And Bugs, you know, he wanted to get his friends back because he missed his friends. And it's kind of cool because then they go to the different worlds. They go, they like Granny's hang out, the Matrix world, Roadrunner, Volcular, and the Mad Max world. Um, Flipping uh, Daffy and Porky were in DC. They're trying to be Batman. <laughs> trying to be Superman, Super Duck, so you gotta see them. Like, very much everyone was separated, so they, they stole Marvin Mars' ship and ended up, like, going to get everybody else. Well, okay, like, with Lola, is they made her, like, she was in the DC universe. She was in the comic book in the Wonder Woman universe where she had to undergo a trial of the Amazons. In comes Zendaya, which she did a great job as the voice of Lola. And I like how they did her character. Like I said, I like that it made her like a strong, athletic character. You know, they kind of desexualized her, which makes sense. This is a kid's film, you know? It made her, she ended up becoming an Amazon. That was kind of cool. And she ended up saving Bugs and LeBron. And, you know, she didn't want to play basketball until, you know... She knows who LeBron is because I guess it's a server, so they can know everything. And she decides to help him as soon as all LeBron told her, "It's to save my son." Okay. She's going to. She's going to help her own, help her out. She's going to help him out. So they got everybody together. Of course, you know the whole. And then the side story, like I said, two hours, dude. It was mostly on LeBron and his kid. Like Lucas hardly had that much, dude. And. Well, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's because the Looney Tunes aren't even for this generation, so it's just so weird that they're used. And yeah, Rick and Morty make an appearance on there. Yeah, why but they're not? toned down. Rick and Morty. Yeah, they're to- they made an appearance because Taz apparently, they Taz was hanging out with them. They dropped him off the ship, and the only time you ever see you hear Rick and Morty without cursing. Yeah, that's weird. And yeah, like I said, it was like a two-hour commercial for HBO Max. It, it was a two-hour commercial. Like I said, the effects were great, and what I like for a fact they took like you know they had the Goon Squad, which basically an embellished version of all the the current NBA WNBA players. Which they ended up doing the voice work for too, but I ended up taking like the license because the kid, what he, the kid, what LeBron's kid did was when he was making the game, he ended up helping like I guess he was at his dad's like charity event and all the players there, he was able to scan their faces their and faces. stuff mm-hmm. to make the to help for his character models and that was like ways back, which was like a flashback. That explains how they were able to get you know the goon squad or like embellished versions of the of the athletes. And it just went to his face. And it was a basketball game, but it wasn't like a traditional basketball game. It was more like an arcade style. Where not only you grade on fundamentals, but you get great on skills. Like, you know, like over-the-top skills. It was okay. It was interesting. But then, all of a sudden, then you get shut when they're everything time for the right game. They shut off every single water property under the belt. And it's funny how people were upset because they even had the guys from Clockwork Orange in there. I'm like, why are they there? They're a family film. Yet Pippin Le Pew gets cut from the final thing. But it's like, but you have the guys from Clockwork Orange in the background. Yeah, that's weird. And they had a Jim Carrey knockoff with the mask in the background. Oh. I'm like, what the heck? You see, like, dude. And they had it in there in the background, too. It's like, oh, they had all these properties, which I don't know. That, why are you guys all. I had Ari Giant, which was pretty cool. 
But Game of Thrones, like, it's like, how much Game of Thrones is going to shove down our throats, man? It was, otherwise, the effects were great. I enjoyed the animation. I enjoyed their effects. But if LeBron could have acted better, if his dialogue was, his, deli- his delivery was much better, he would have sound more natural. It's just his chemistry with the other actors was so off. I don't know. But I understand this was marketed to kids. You know, for the guys who grew up, like our generation, we grew up on Space Jam 96. I would say that version is better than this one. If I have to give it a rating of it, I have to give it a 5 out of 10, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. 5 out of 10. I mean, the only saving grace was Looney Tunes. No, and even that. And the visuals. That was it. And even that's a misfire, I feel like. That's the only two pros I had for that film was Looney Tunes and the visual effects. No, number three, Don Cheadle's performance as the villain. Right. He was really good. That's the three points. My dislikes was... The bronze delivery, the dialogue was, it was so long, and most people was full of more focused on LeBron and Dominic less than the Looney Tunes. And suppose this was a team up film. Mm. And um, and the last point was, two hour commercial for HBO Max. So if you guys have HBO Max, check in theaters. It's in theaters right now. Take your kids. I'll say your kids will probably enjoy it, but you probably have to explain to them who the Looney Tunes are. Explain who Hannah Barbera is, who the Iron Giant is. And we haven't had an Iron Giant sequel in years. So if you're a nostalgia fan, yeah, take your kids. Just be prepared to sit through a two hour HBO Max commercial. <laughs> and LeBron, take some theft, thespian classes. If you want to get into more into Hollywood, you need better acting, dude. You need a better acting coach. You're a great player. You're a good player. Decent player. Great player. But you need to get better delivery and acting. <laughs> Jordan did a better job. He's done commercials with Looney Tunes. Thanks to the director who directed him. That's why I get it. I'm not Sean Malcolm T. Lee. He, he worked with what he can work with. But they had Joe... Even the original director, Joe Pickett, kind of bashed the film too. Because he had... Because he directed Michael Jordan on those hair Jordan commercials. So he knew how Michael will deliver his delivery. And yeah, Ivor Redman is a producer in that film too. But yeah, if you want to check it out, Space Jam New Legacy. It's on HBO Max right now for I think for like 30 days, I think it is. And it's in theaters right now. So definitely if you guys want to check it out, go ahead and check it out. So And like I said, they had so much merchandise on there and Mexico was like, I don't know, people were even picking it up. Got to point was like almost on the discount rack. I'm like, oh, oh almost? They weren't even picking it up? No, people weren't it's like Okay, it was cool shirts, but it's like... I don't know, dude. It was like... Yeah, the jerseys are cool, but it's just the movie shouldn't have been made. Yeah. It just shouldn't have, but I get it. And, like, that's the sad thing about it is that they think... I'm sure they more brothers think that, like, merchandise-wise, probably, they thought they, it was going to sell a lot, but it's probably not. Internationally, it'll probably get a good cut. I was international. There's a lot of people... When I was down there in Mexico, like... In the, we were in the mall and they had a showing theaters like there were people buying tickets for it because I think no I mean like as far as merchandise I just feel like what it was more in the international markets so I don't know if you went to the I mean here you probably will find Funko Pops of it there were probably Funko right, Pops right I mean as far as sales I just feel like what they've paid for mm-hmm. and, and how much they had to shell out all this merchandise and distribution and production money just put this all out and then in sales I just feel like they're it's gonna be like a, a movie bomb, right? Like a when when they spend more on the budget. Luckily, they, they luckily the, the first movie. weekend actually did pretty good. The first weekend, that's what I mean. It's like that's. Just I don't know how they did last weekend, but the first weekend that the film came out was number one. Was it beat Black Widow? Right, and then they were saying, but that's what's weird about it, is that when they were saying, and then LeBron went on Twitter saying, "Hi haters." Right, but then I saw like Black. I saw some people saying Black Widow was still the number one movie in the country, and I'm just like, well, what? Which one is it? So, and then when we see two movies come out, and then like. And you see the reviews for both of these movies, like Black Widow, and they both have problems, and they were both pretty much mediocre, lackluster to what it was. They're both movies. They're both similar. They're both movies that should have been made a long time ago, and they're mm-hmm. both movies that should have just never been made. Yeah, unfortunately, as we because it's just like you kind of already ruined it. the lore and like I never wanted to watch it. I, it just makes me not want to watch reboots and 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 these rehashes of stuff that just isn't for the new generation. There's just too much content out there for these new people for the mainstream to kind of grasp at like what other people are getting into. Like everyone I feel like people are on YouTube more 
or on the three different platforms you can watch movies and TV on. Like, I think the mainstream media, like feature films, like all these production series, like that's it's. I think it was a cute idea on paper. It's just I don't. I feel bad for LeBron at the same time because I'm like, you're not going to create a legacy from this movie, but you already have a legacy. I just feel like the movie was just kind of like a an ego project at that point, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like, do your thing, man. It's good on his taxes too. But like, at the same time, I wish he would have just made maybe a documentary thing for him and made a movie instead of like, oh, let's use Warner Brothers. Like, because Warner Brothers, let's face it, dude, that was our generation's last like hoorah of cartoons. And after that, I don't think a lot of people really fucked with Warner Brothers cartoons. Like this, I mean, what don't get me wrong. I mean, now with your master, they did um, they they did do little two shorts, which I did like. They went back to like the style that they used to look like, right? Like the 40s but, style, and then like I said, like Animaniacs came back, like did a reboot Animaniacs. It, it did really well. No, but, but I'm, I'm like, yeah, it should be fine as it is as a show, but as a movie, it's like, I, yeah, like, like to me, it's like I understand, you know, it's like all oh, LeBron and Looney Tunes, like you don't, it's like, but to me, it's like. Then you all of a sudden you want to push these other properties. Like I said, it was like a like going back to my thing. It was a two hour commercial for HBO Max because in order to affect people don't realize to the point that when AT and T bought Time bought Warner Media from Time Warner from you know they were they they incurred a lot of debt. No, I know. And that, now but... they had merged with. They gotta find a way to make it profitable again. But it's like but that's not a way to do it by doing this with like an NBA guy who's basically at the end of his career. Thinking because Michael, let's face it, Michael was retired when he well, retired, semi-retired when he was making this damn movie, and like he then he came back. LeBron's already at the end of his career. He probably has like three more years, mm-hmm. maybe. He's not saying that he's not fit for it. That's if, up to him if he can play into his forty. He's definitely like a fucking genetic monster of a beast. But like, at the same time, movie-wise, like I just don't. The Warner Bros. should have been used. If you wanted to make a movie about him and his son, which wasn't really his son, maybe they could have done it with, like, other characters. I just, I don't understand why you use the War or Space Jam. Why couldn't they just do it as a different thing? Like, LeBron's Barbershop show is really good. Mm-hmm. And you can watch that, I think, on HBO Max, too, because it's Showtime. And, and I think it's on Amazon Prime sometimes. But, like, he does good on other things. But then this whole, like, Space Jam, I don't know. I just feel like... That alongside, like, let's merchandise the shit out of it, like they did with the. Remember, we had the. You had the, like, the. Like a Jordan figure with the ball and the tunes. It was really cool. That shit, like. There was, like, so much marketing with that when it came yeah, down. I, I just don't understand why they did all this bullshit. Or, uh. <laughs> and then you said they add every single fucking character to. To a. To the like any water property, man. It was just, like I said, it's like. Why? They didn't do that. Man, they added Bill Murray, and everyone was freaking out. That was like the... That, oh, yeah. That all oh, was. You know how and there was rumors? Ever? You want me to spoil it for you guys? I'm a spoiler, guys. He comes out? No. Remember, doesn't make an appearance. Uh, but you know how they had a rumor that Michael Jordan was making an appearance and like a cameo on it? They threw a Rickroll on us. It wasn't Michael Jordan. It was Daffy Duck. Spoiler alert. It was Michael B. Jordan, because Daffy, apparently, he didn't play. He was the coach. So they made Daffy the coach. He's like, hey, guys, I think I got a cigarette. All you hear is like, you're that familiar, too. And then, oh, you see the silhouette. All of a sudden, it's Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that's funny. But that was like a Rickroll for us. I'm like, <coughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Because apparently, like, the algorithm, like, scanned everybody to watch the, the, the game. Like, the live stream and shit. I'm like, so weird. But like I said... You want to take your kids to go see it? Take your kids to go see it. They'll probably will enjoy it. This generation will enjoy it. But for us that grew up on the original, yeah. I'm sorry. It was too much of a commercialized two-hour commercial. Which should have been just more like 87 minutes, dude. An hour and 55, guys. An hour and... An hour and 55. It's not like a movie. I wouldn't watch that. So that's why I give it 5 out of 10. You guys want to comment? You want to tweet us at... Tweet your opinions. Like, you probably will agree with me. You probably won't disagree with me. Disagree with me. That's my take on it. That's one of those things where you can only watch it once. That's it. I think I probably won't watch it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Even though I love Bugs Bunny, I love the Looney Tunes, that's something I'm not going to watch again. It's one of those one-time deals where you only watch it once. 
But like I said, if you're here to this generation, they'll probably will enjoy it. But you probably have to explain to who the Looney Tunes are. Yeah, that's, that's what sucks. If you already have to do that for a movie, it's not worth watching anymore. So, yeah, King Kong in there, because of course King Kong is public domain. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Kong in there, because technically he is public domain. Nobody owns King Kong. But, yeah, they had, like, Wizard of Oz, too. I forgot to mention that. But, like I said, yeah, guys, Clock Rewards. I'm like, what the frick? <laughs> Ten names in there. So, yeah. So, anything you want to add, Biko? Because I know we're going to no, keep to like an hour. I mean, no, 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 other than, like, I think it's just another... No, this is another I was going to go for Space Jam. I wanted, that's one take on it, so... No, it's good. No, I, no, it makes me not want to watch it even more. And I just... It, it takes what I expected to be... Um, even with the trailers that came out, all the best parts looked like it was in the trailer. No, like I said, it was the best... The, like yeah. I'm not going to da- dab on the effect. The effects were great. That's what I did like. It's yeah, just- and that's what you should like for a big budget movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's that's all fluff. That's what I mean. It's like, that's that's what it was supposed to be. That's what it looked like. And I figured that's what it was going to be once you, the movie was out. And, unfortunately... And like, this doesn't take away anything from... For me, not like going brown, but at the same time, it's just like great. Now it's just like, hey, remember when you made that terrible movie? <laughs> but hey, you're you got rings and you're one of the best to ever play. But hey, you made a terrible movie, dude. And you you never want you never like to be compared to Jordan. And then you make Space Jam too, and now you're just adding fuel to the fire of the people who always threw that shit at him. Of stop comparing to Michael, stop comparing, and then you do the, a movie that's basically supposed to be in Michael's footsteps, and you fucking do that. So it's just like, well, you can't ask for comparisons and do that. Like that's the difference between him and Kobe too. Is that Kobe never did that? Even and when Michael recognizes that, that he's like, yeah, you know, if I saw myself close to who was pretty good next to me, I'd see Kobe as the next guy to take it. So it's just like, okay. That's Michael saying it. That's not just the public saying it. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's like great. Like, and I get, I wasn't behind in that camp too. It's like it sucks to compare them, but it's like people just do that. It's natural. People compare shit, and when when you ask not to be compared, then do these type of things. It's like if that's the legacy you want to lead, maybe you shouldn't lead with that type of action. But hey, man, if you have the money to make a movie, go ahead and do it. Just I would hope that would be a different thing and that a part two of something that should have been having a part two in the first place mm-hmm. so they should have done that show with Shaq or something <laughs> but like at least he can act Kazam anybody Kazam look at that um but yeah no that was the only thing I wanted to add oh wow it's coming to Chicago but yeah look what they're doing at dude mm-hmm. night center yeah right now I'm watching AW Dynamite which to me is becoming a more superior brand I'm sorry W guys I think the only thing I watch is just the, the the pay-per-views, but... AEW, this is like their second year, and they're... Second... No, nah, we have two years around their belt, and... They're adding more and more stuff right now. They just now saw one of their shows in um, Chicago for the United Center for the first time since... I think the last time... I think WWE did a house show in, Ch- in the United Center, but that was like so long ago. So this is probably the second time another wrestling promotion is going to do the United Center. Besides, WCW used to be in the United Center all the time. That's why they called Rampage their first dance. Get it? The last dance, but the first dance. But, um... Going that... But, yeah. So, guy, like I said, let's move on to from Space Jam, Biko. I don't know anything you want to talk about before we kind of, like, wrap up. Because I know we want to try to do, like, an hour. No, I, I'm good. I don't know. I don't want to add much of anything. That was the only thing I wanted to Oh, say. yeah. About Arthur, guys. I don't know if you guys ever grew up with Arthur. The, Fuck the, yeah. the, the TV show. You can't believe it going for 25 years? Yeah. But apparently it was discovered, apparently, I guess on one of the actors who played um, DW has a podcast. And I guess DW has so many actors. And this person did the voice of DW um, has a podcast called Finding DW where he's trying to connect with the other actors who portrayed the character. And finds out, I guess he was able to get in contact with one of the people that worked on the show that supposedly they hadn't worked on any new episodes in years, but they have enough to fill out for like, you know, for, because apparently they have enough to fill for the, like, apparently PBS did announce that the show is going to end, all new episodes are going to end by winter of next year. 
So, but they are going to keep showing reruns on it, but any new episodes of the property now, it's it's going to end pacing 122. So now you are going online saying, oh no, there goes our memes and stuff. Because it's funny because Arthur was, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I read Arthur, I read the books when I was in kindergarten. That's how old those books are. I think the show was like in 95, 96, but I remember every afternoon, I know Biko remembers watching that show and. I watched it too because it was just it was, I was trying to see how they would translate these books. They came out like in the late 80s or 90s, how they're going to translate to almost at the time when it was animated. And don't get me wrong, Arthur's been like, the characters went through so many changes. I kind of like for a fact that it kept moving forward, like it got more progressive. And when they had Mr. Rapper being coming out as homosexual, that was freaking awesome. He had a marriage, a wedding. And he had gay marriage, yeah, that was freaking cool. It's like, great. And then you had Mr. Show. Rogers making up, they had celebrities guest star on that show. Mr. Rogers being one of the OGs on PBS coming out on that show, showing his support. One of his last, you know, voice work. One of his last roles. Playing as himself in the Arthur results really cool. And then you had, like, like Art Gunfunkel did an appearance on there as yeah. well. It's like, what? But, yeah, it, like, as soon as someone popped it up, it's like, holy shoot, they got they stopped making episodes. But apparently they said they, they stopped making it for, like, a year now. And, but I guess whoever... Like, production was done already, but they already got a lot of episodes done that supposedly will have enough going into next year. But they, yeah, they did say that supposedly one year or next year, after that, there'll be no more new episodes of Arthur. So, But they said that it still will, like, the legacy will still live on. Like, there'll be plenty of reruns for people to have access to, like, the PBS Kids app or something. So it is going to be available to stream and stuff. But, I mean, it's a show that's, like, publicly funded. I think they probably got hit hard with the pandemic, too. So, I mean... DW is sick of working. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But like I said, it's a show and then of course the show that probably, that creates so many memes. Especially the famous Arthur meme with his fist and everything and you know Nothing was the same. But yeah. So like I mean it's cool they got so many seasons. I like I was just surprised of how many years it's been around. But I mean, yeah. 25 years. So, Andy Beakle, you want anything else to it? To Arthur? Because I know you grew up watching that kind of glance of some episodes. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I'm guessing it's the end of an era. Uh, I know it was my favorite show growing up, and it's sad to see it go, but also, like, yeah, it was a great show for people, and it was great for my, it was great for my childhood, and the books were great too. I read those. That's what the books. I got into first and then the show came out right when I was like four so it was a perfect time and it was good because like they let us watch it in school too and it, it, it's a it wasn't only just educational it was a, it was a good written show no it was great like, no, acting fun. was great yeah just it, it, it was good because it, it was very close but to I the like book for a fact so that it, it like nice. it pretty much and what I like about the books like it took some kinds of books but later on it, they decided to do stories and they kind of did stories based on other like Pop culture stuff that yeah. was happening around the time. To the point, I remember yeah, one episode. Remember, I remember one episode. They were making fun of Beavis and Butthead. They were doing parodies of it, and they did a parody of South Park. Apparently, one thing I remember. So it was like it was trying. They it kept up with the times. It was hip. It, it was. was hip. It kept up with the times, and then they had like a spinoff called Postcards from Buster. So even the spinoff of that, when I think when Buster was like trying like that, <laughs> as you can see, where they got a button with the fist up, but that, that became the famous thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, and then they had the postcards from Buster, which pretty much was showing, like, Buster from his time when he was away with, with his dad. Cause, you know, people forget that Buster's parents were, like, separate, and he ended up, like, going with his dad for the summer and stuff, and that's where the postcards from Buster show came from. that's, like, a pilot, isn't Yeah, it? that's where that postcards from Buster show came out, it's like a spinoff. And, yeah, it, 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 it hit, like, so many topics and stuff, and then the first time... Arthur got hurt. I'm like, got like cut really bad. It's like, you know. Oh, lima beans. By the lima beans? Yes. The lima bean cans. Oh my god. It's just like. Poor kid. You know, I was like. <laughs> a teenager. I don't know. That show kind of drawn to me too because it was like. It was an interesting show. And I watched it with you because I know you. Like I said, I grew up on the books and it's like I said, they had to try to find a way more modern and, you know, Arthur went through so many voice actors. Like, because that's why, like, there's like, they said, it's the, the podcast is called Finding DW. It's by one of the actors who played DW, and like I said, he's like trying to find like the rest of the actors that worked at a show. Like it was like a quest, and that's when he found out by reaching out to people that worked on the show, found out that they hadn't done any new episodes in 
a year, over a year, I think they said, and then 2019, I think. But they already had some episodes done already. It's just PBS taking their time, you know, putting the episodes out. Like I said, so definitely check it out. Arthur, I guess it's streaming on, T- on PBS. And prepare for all the last of the new episodes. But like I said, it's a, like I said, it's a show that you probably grew up on, like, been 25 years, guys. 25 years of Arthur, man. It's like almost up there with The Simpsons, man. Yeah. Had to be one of the longest running PBS shows. Besides Sesame Street. But the problem with Sesame Street is it's on HBO Max. I got the new episodes, but like PS still gets like, they'll get the reruns afterwards. Because they still have that. Because they grew up on PBS. Because um, the Sesame Street Workshop is still a non-profit organization. But they just get a boost from HBO. But they put that into production. And uh, other um, charities. Even though the new episodes are on HBO Max. But they still, like PS still has access to the, to the library and stuff. So guys, um, anything you want to add, Biko, before we sign off? Uh, no, RPS, I guess. <laughs> no, his books will probably continue. But yeah, no, that was a good show. Hopefully, we'll probably get a Blu-ray or something. Yeah, show. I wouldn't be surprised they'll release that collection on Blu-ray. But I think the PBS said they're still going to make it accessible for everybody, so... They can always go back and watch, like, the reruns and stuff, so they are going to make it accessible for everyone. Because PBS is what it is, it's a... It's a non-profit organization. Oh, yeah, I know. I think, like I said, with COVID and stuff, probably kind of affected a lot of productions. So, definitely check out Arthur, guys. I believe it's streaming on pbskids.org, I think is the website. You can catch all the episodes or even check catch, check on the regular, your local affiliates for I remember Zoom was on <laughs> that show. Um, or Where on the World is Carmen San Diego. <laughs> that show, so... So, okay, guys. Um, before I wrapped up, I do want to... I do want to leave with uh, one um, anime pick for the week. Um, I was actually watching it was a Mako and well, based on the servers, I was only, the only one I was able to watch was Crunchyroll because Funimation Mako has so many different. Well, that they don't have mostly all the anime available that I have on the regular Funimation US, but I do want to let you guys know which one I was watching because Crunchyroll had you had access to everything. Um, the one anime do you want to bring to you guys? I'll bring it from my my anime list real quick. Let me pull up my anime list. Really quick. Let me pull it up here. I started rewatching this anime again because now High Dive has all the episodes uncut and everything. You can watch it your sub or dub. I might be watching it as a sub because I got the whole third season up. But well, I'm be doing a rewatch. Is Dojin ni Diai wo Motomeru no wa Machi Gateru Daroka or Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Um, is done by Sources of Light Novel, series by JC Staff, Rainy PG 13. Licenses since I film works, but it's available on High Dive, Crunchyroll. I believe it's on Netflix. I'm not sure. Um, I'm doing like a rewatch of it. Um, basically, the whole premise: it's an action adventure, comedy, romance, fantasy. There's some fan service in there. Um, uh, basically, the synopsis is: right now, it's currently at a 7.59 on my anime list, and pretty much what it is: life is in the busting city of Rarios, never dull, especially for Bell Cornell. A new young man who hopes to become the greatest adventure in the land. After a chance to kind of lonely goddess Hestia, his dreams become a little closer reality. With her support, Bell embarks on a fantastic quest as he ventures deep within the city's monster field catacombs, known only as the Dungeon. Death lurks around every corner in the carnivorous depths of this terrifying labyrinth, and a mysterious power moves amidst the shadows. Even on the surface, survival is a hard-earned privilege. Indeed, nothing is ever certain in the world where gods and humans live and work together, especially when they often struggle to get along. One thing for sure, though, a myriad of blunders, triumphs, and friendships awaits the dauntless, optimistic protagonist of this Herculean tale. So basically, you have all the gods from different mythologies, but they are living with the people who they call the Truman, but they cannot use their divine powers. So they're just powered down. So definitely check that out. It's on, you can check out the Light Now. I think there's a manga version of it as well. But check out the enemies, like really good. So check it out as well to try to pick up Girls in a Dungeon. Um, that's one of my rewatch. Definitely check those out. And that will do it for this week, guys. Um, we'll be back um, next week for more pop news or anything interesting you want us to talk about. Just make sure to follow us on Twitter at Talk Pop Talking. 
You can follow me on socials at the franchise eighty five. You can follow me on Twitch on twitch.tv slash franchise sixty five. Check out our merch store at spring teespring.com slash store slash talking pop. Check out our Facebook at Facebook.com slash talking pop. Like us on there. We get links to the episode on there. You can check us also on episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible and other podcast outlets. Big shout out to all our podcast listeners in the U.S. and also all parts of the world. Thank you so much for listening and taking your time. As always, geek on and take care.